0: This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Hey everyone, this is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. I'm Larry Port, CEO of Rocket Matter, and I have with me our Chief Revenue Officer, yet again, Jeff White. Hey Jeff, welcome. Hey
1: everybody, how you doing?
0: Good, so Jeff, just so you know, this is a little bit like being on Johnny Carson, although it's not on TV, and there's not that many people listening. (laughs) So uh, but so other than nothing that, like
1: Johnny Carson, <laughs>
0: other than that, it's identical <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know, you have an interesting vantage point because you work with at this point you've been with us uh, about a year, you've been working with hundreds of firms, and you've noticed something uh, we' and we've talked about this before we had another podcast where we talked about how managing partners get bad advice, right remember that one right
1: yeah oh, yeah absolutely
0: so uh and, and uh, this is kind of a follow up to that, and this is kind of on the bad advice spectrum, maybe, I don't know if you'd really call it that, but um, what you've noticed is that there is a, uh, a lot of law firms uh, need to move off their old dying platform onto something more modern, and they get stuck in this kind of indecisive phase, right? Um, Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're gonna see it's a big jump, right? I mean, you're seeing uh, legacy systems like you just said, PC Law, Time Matters, those on-prem solutions kind of going into the legacy, and you're everybody's moving into SaaS. But it's a scary proposition, I think, for any firm, right? I mean, you're going from you know a very controlled environment, or so the perception is, is that it's a very controlled environment, into something that's gonna be up in the cloud. It's a big transition for technology, or so they feel. And so it can be a bit intimidating.
0: Right, So, so why do they become so indecisive during this process, do you think?
1: Well, I think the number one thing is indecision is truly a decision, right? You're deciding to stay status quo. You're not moving anywhere. And so you've got some resistance. You've got some fear. And I think to answer your question directly, I think it is a fear, right? So you're coming away from it thinking that there's going to be some type of issue in the implementation, the training, or just the general deployment process. There's also, I think, a fear of loss of control. Um, and I think that there's also personal motivations that you have, you know? I mean, like you see managing partners, they may be a little bit more removed from the decision. Uh, and so you see the people that are doing the blocking, tackling day to day, this will be a brand new process for them and can it be a bit scary for them.
0: So, well, let me ask you this, cause you know, I mean, we, you you deal typically with firms that might have like 10 or more people in them. Um, but I mean, I know you oversee the whole process. so. Can you talk a little bit about, like, um, who the people are that are involved in these decisions and are, are certain people more indecisive than others during the process or more likely oh, to yeah. hold it up?
1: Yeah. In fact, I see that most managing partners, and they see the benefit of going to the cloud. At least, I, you know, 80-20 rule really applies, not to be cliche-ish, but it's true, right? So the majority of the firm partners that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis – they're seeing the benefits of moving to the cloud. The cost reduction being one of general IT resources, that's that's one thing. Uh, and the second is improvement, right? The SaaS platforms are constantly having innovation development around those, right? So with that being said, there are billing resources though that don't wanna make that change. They've been doing the same thing with a platform. Let's say, let's just use Time Matters, for example. They've been doing the exact same things in Time Matters for 15, 20 years. So to move to a whole new process, I think traditionally for those internal billing personnel is very intimidating for them. So we see a big resistance usually from those billing people, right? They're, they're moving into this going, uh, I really don't want to change my process, um, which is understandable. But we, that's where we come in and say, okay, let's, let's really try to lay down an implementation plan that makes sense. More importantly, the fact that you're going to get that resistance possibly goes ahead and holds the firm back from innovation and profitability.
0: Yeah. And uh, and there's all sorts of stuff wrapped up in that because uh, a lot of times people get concerned about their like job security. So it can be like a real genuine fear among the back, back office personnel, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. And the thing about it is we're not looking to replace anybody. I mean, those people, what we're trying to do is put them in a position of power so that what they do best, which is to give business insight onto what the firm is doing well, is really critical. That's what we want them to do, not doing the minutia of administrative tasks. We want to try to provide as much workflow and automation around those. Most people that are in the billing that have that kind of resistance, they hear automation and they hear lack of job security. And for us, what we want to do is say, listen, there's a ton of value. I mean, the intellectual property alone in some of these people's head is just, it's extensive. So allowing them to have utilities and tools at their fingertips that we can train them to use to go ahead and have a very... Important conversation and dialogue with the partners on hey, what matter types are the most profitable, who in the firm is the most profitable? you know really some deep insight on what the, where the firm should be going and also what more importantly should the firm be staying away from
0: so um so this is pretty interesting stuff in in terms of like not deciding, so you're saying that like um indecision is really a decision, so would you can you can you kind of quantify the cost of making that decision versus going forward?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so what we do is that we look at every firm that we sit down with, we show them a return on investment projection, right? We look at what their current billable hourly rate is, if they're billing per hour, if they're doing flat fee or alternative fee arrangements, we look at those as well, and then we quantify it, right? We literally put together a quantitative analysis and look at if we were just to assume a five percent increase i mean that's which is super modest right we're not talking about something that's going to be extensive you're asking about an extra two hours per week what would that have to the bottom line so i mean like a a sample let's say for example on an 18 user firm uh and that's kind of the mid-range so i'm looking at anywhere between 10 to 30 right so we'll use 18 slap dab in the middle um you know they would be looking at this saying okay if you just only looked at a 5% increase." then you're looking at $327,000 a year that you could get in extra billables, right? And that's at a conservative rate of $175 an hour. Most of the firms that we're dealing with, especially in that segment, are not billing at that reduced rate, Sure. you know? So with that being said, when you break that number down, every single day that you're not making a decision, if you think about that, that's anywhere from $1,500 to $1,800 a day in cost. And you've got to realize that your competition is making that move. So every day that you don't, it's going to cost the business that much money. It truly is. And you're not even taking into account the cost that you have on IT, infrastructure, all those other things as well. Server costs, hardware, et cetera. So if you take those things off the table, then you also look at the increase in revenue. I mean, this is a very painful decision not to make.
0: So, um, let me ask you this is that like how do you think that people get over the hump like what is the role of a good salesperson in this situation what is the role of like uh, what happens what has to happen you think during the sales process so that uh, people in this position are able to comfortably move forward
1: yeah. that's So one of the things I think we need to do is take a little bit of a step back. So one of the things that we saw in the white paper that you did, right? So managing partners receiving bad decisions, right? Or receiving bad information to make a decision. 88% of those firms were either over budget. They had a bad decision basically, right? That was done in the past. It was either either past budget, past the actual implementation timeline, or just a failed installation completely. So there is a reason in this market to have concern if you don't have the right partner and you also don't have the right implementation process set up right so i think that is important to recognize so we're not asking anybody to rush the decision but that's why the salespeople that you do work with they should really be seen as partners that you're actually partnering with their job is to educate you to make sure that they that you can make an informed decision Um, one of the things that we try to do to make sure our sales team always understands is disqualify yourself if we're not a good fit, right? And every single product that you look out there, ethically should do the same. If at any point where we don't pretend to be a great fit for every single firm out there, we're just not. But what our job is to do is in that analysis is at some point, if we don't feel like we're gonna be successful in that implementation, back away from that. Now, if we are a good fit, then it's our job to go ahead and educate you on making sure that you have a solid implementation and also data migration plan so that you can get up and running successfully. You know, that's going to be very critical for you.
0: So uh, it's kind of interesting because I I can't imagine in a million years why someone would want to force the wrong product down somebody's throat because unwinding from a bad installation or a bad experience is not good for either the customer or the software company. So it really makes no sense.
1: Right. I mean, we just actually, we did one for a large firm, uh, 30 plus users. They had two failed prior installations. Um, They went with us and they they had very low expectations because of two failed prior implementations. So our job was to go ahead and do thorough diagnosis on the front end of it to make sure that we could put the right plan in place. We brought actually the right partners in place as well. So we brought outside expertise. And if need be on a project, data migration, specialists, et cetera, that software vendor should be bringing those resources in place. If they don't have the expertise in-house, it's their responsibility to make sure they partner with the right people who do. And then at that point, put those resources in front of you and ensure that you're going to go ahead and have a successful implementation plan.
0: All right. You got more? There's more.
1: No, no, we're looking forward to working with everybody. I mean, honestly, I think it's a great opportunity for us to to expose the fact that there is indecision out there, the reasons why there is as well. Um, But more importantly, that there are organizations that have vested interest to make sure that, you know, those partners out there and those people looking for new products have a successful channel that they can go after.
0: All right, well, I sound more relaxed just talking to you. So it makes me feel better. So hopefully it will make the law firms out there feel better that are like uh, worried about making a choice. Hey, uh, Jeff, thank you so much for being with us today. And if somebody wants to of reach us, how do they do it?
1: Yeah, just reach me at jeff at com.
0: Gotcha, okay. And in the show notes, we're gonna put Jeff's uh, home address in, there, <laughs> so in case you wanna track Jeff down and stalk him, you are welcome to do it. Jeff, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast. Be sure to subscribe
0: and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.